I like to do a more of a close mic thing. So get up there, yeah. you know, especially if you got something really important to say. I'll get in there. <laughs> get the get in there. All right, the just, dulcet tones. Let's just make sure we of get my reedy voice there, there cracking in the microphone. No, no, I'll make you sound. I'll, I'll oh, get yes. you. <laughs> fix it I, fix it in the mix yeah exactly that's what they all say right i will get a little louder as i get excited as you get I'll, excited I'll yeah it the does mic. happen all right we'll try not to get you too excited look out the lever get away from that lever you'll blow us all to atoms Welcome everyone, this is That Record Got Me High, I'm Rob Elba, and uh, this is it, I'm coming to the end of my Nashville uh, tour, I think this is probably going to be my last Nashville guest, I've had a really good time here, talked to some cool people, and uh, I don't want to say I saved the best for last, but this is, this is a pretty cool guest, uh, I'd like to welcome to That Record Got Me High, Mr. Chris Caraba, welcome to the show, Chris. That's me, and a crowd roars. Yes, crowd roars, uh, you know, from Dashboard Confessionals, Further Seems Forever, Bacon Andy's, and uh, he he made his bones in Boca Raton. Yeah, you're a Boca Raton boy. Sort of. That's, I moved I moved down there like in high school. Oh, okay. Oh, there. really? Okay. I, I thought you like grew up there. No, my mom got a job in Boca um, at the place called uh, the Haven, which is like a home for kids whose parents were in various stages of distress. Oh. And, and uh, so it wasn't the typical. Boca experience, like being around those right, those right, kids. Right. So, you, so um, you started high school in uh, Boca. Yeah, I started in Connecticut, and then I uh, and then I moved and then I moved down to Florida. And, oh, that must and that's suck. where it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. I didn't. Sounds horrible. I know. I like Connecticut now. Yeah, um, but it was. I I wasn't cut from the right cloth to 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 find my my people. You know, the punk rockers and the skateboarders. And right, right, right. The uh, you know edges of the of what's cool. Yes. being cooler than what's cool. But, but you found your people. You I managed to them. find your people, and one of them is the people I got to mention, Dan Bonebreak, Mister Dan Bonebreak, for uh, for helping me get you on the show here. Thanks, Dan. Dan is my my brother, my best friend for life. He's great. He's such a great guy, and he's got such a great family, and he's got a great wife. I, I think I almost like his wife more than him now. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dan. Everybody says that. I know, right? And oh, everybody's okay. right about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, but you're in Nashville. You live in Nashville now, right? I do, yeah. How long have you been living here? Oh, I think I've been here six years now. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you think of it? I'm very happy living here. Um, it feels to me like what, what, what I felt when I moved to South Florida, right? And I was like this kid that was kind of all bottled up. I had all, this, all these artistic thoughts, and I had, I had this um, um, kind of an... A, a surplus of energy that wasn't going anywhere. Right. And um, and when I got to Florida, I just found access to everything I could dream of, like shows, music, being in bands, right, right. skating all year round. And then everybody like grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And um, and like no harm, no foul. That's just like part of it. And that doesn't mean they stop being punk or stop being into the things that yeah that just, that we were all into. But it's just like up. it's yeah. a different thing. Yeah. And so the way that it reminds me of it, that Nashville reminds me of that, is just that a lot of people work in that industry 
So they're still like thinking about it all the time. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's true. Like, and it's allowed. Like they don't <laughs> yeah. have to like stop. And I think that's why people stop is because like eventually they're like, man, I'm tired of explaining myself or, oh, or, right, right. or what have you. It's a cliche music. They call it Music City. But goddamn, this is really Music City, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I think, the, I think the misconception is that it's only country and it's, it's certainly not. Right, right, right. Yeah, no. So, um, all right, we didn't we didn't really come to talk about all this. We, no. we All right, so what are we talking about? What's the record you finally brought? Because by the way, when I asked you, you gave me like 10, 10 records. <laughs> I know, man. It was it's tough, uh, uh, and, and like I three, could do ten episodes. Right, maybe right. That's another choice. But three or four of them were by this band that you eventually picked. So yeah. What are we picking? What's the band? What's the album? The band is REM. The album is Green. Green, and, and that was a hard pick for you, right? All right, so I'm really curious. Uh, you're at like because I'm trying to figure out your age and when you would first discover REM. So when did you like what album did you discover REM? So I was trying to think. Of, uh, I was trying to deduce this myself. You know what? I know the kid that gave me the cassette and everything. I know what I know. I was in middle school. Oh, okay, um, okay. But I I imagine it must have been probably around like after after Document was already out. So I had this like plethora of stuff right. to go, uh, like, to go backwards. To go backwards. Yeah. But Isn't that did, awesome when you discover amazing. a band? It's amazing. What yeah, a treasure, yeah. right? But I did, it didn't grab me like hook, line, and sinker. Oh, it, it, okay. it got me, but slow it was burn. like, it was, it, was, it was like his version of like, you know, eponymous, you know, they're like yeah, that yeah. greatest right, hits right. album they have. Yeah. It was like his version, like hit, and they were almost all like album tracks. So it was, oh, okay, it was a cool, okay, okay. it's a, probably a great mix to listen to now, you know, as an advanced REM fan. Right, 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 right. Um, but then Green came out and that's the one that was, I was like, I had just a hint of an introduction, but okay. this one just knocked the door open. Okay. So Green, yeah. And, and I remember, it's funny because. I'm older than you, obviously. So I I did get to follow REM through like the first album I got. Uh, actually, I, I remember hearing Chronic Town, and then I got Murmur, and I so I got to see them uh, grow as a band. And they're a band. I don't know what it is about REM. As obviously they're they're talked about and they're and they're super popular and everything. But I feel like they're still not given as much. Uh, they're they're not in the upper pantheon as they should be of bands. I agree with you. Right, I, I, I agree that they're not, and I, I agree that they should be. Yeah, but I yeah, also yeah, think yeah. they they've had a moment there. Bef- they have had that moment where they sat in the seat of like the biggest band. They were right. In the world. Yeah, that's true. And so I think there's there might be a little bit of that. Like, um, it you, it needs to recoil a little bit, and I think they're it's going to come back their way. Oh, finally. okay. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, all right, so Green, and obviously you had that on. Uh, a cassette as well? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, know, I, that was I remember walking to the, 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 the shop to get the thing. I remember trying to unwrap it, like, with my car key, trying to, like, get there, or my house key, trying to open the cassette. Right, so, right. So to what? I didn't have a Walkman. I oh, was, like, shit. at the mall trying to open the thing, but it was mainly just to see if there was, like, lyrics or anything in there. Oh, okay, okay. So what did you end up, like, what were you listening to your cassettes to at that time? I had, like, a, like a dual cassette recorder. Yeah, at, right. uh, at home, <laughs> so and you can make uh, your own mixtape. Yeah, it was like a little boombox, right. and I was uh, I would soon get one of those amazing Sony waterproof Walkman, you know, the big yellow one, yes, the bulky yes, one, yes. sealed shut, and right. was definitely not waterproof. Right, the right. Sony Sport, that's what it was called. Oh yeah, the Sony Sport, that's right. All right, so this when you got this record, like, what did you think? Because I remember exactly when I'm listening to it. I remember, it, you know, and it's kind of I don't know. I get kind of sad when I listen to bands like this that I really love. I get sad because I feel like 
I wish I could go back to where, you remember how excited you were when a band you loved came out with a new record and you were so excited. And I feel like I, I don't have that excitement yeah. anymore about anything. But <laughs> I don't think I have it about anything. Well, yeah, it's, because it we're doesn't older. Measure, yeah, it yeah. doesn't measure up to that. That's a peak. Yeah, right. But, uh, but yeah, I remember getting it. And then not all their fans were like thrilled with this record too, right? Right, but I was blissfully unaware of what anybody thought yeah right yeah, and, all yeah, i knew you, like you, didn't, boys care. That, you like, didn't give a fuck i knew my stepbrother didn't like it oh okay i knew my cousins that, that didn't like it oh i knew like everybody it. i played it in front of didn't like it and made me love it so much more right yeah because then they could be your band mm-hmm. and uh all right so you obviously like i said you picked a whole bunch of rem records that you maybe could have done so they're obviously a big touchstone to you right they are so what is it about rem that like makes you I mean, obviously, do you feel like they had an influence on your music? They had to. I have, think right? so. They I think they. Have. I think it's pretty evident. You know, there's um, in in some very obvious ways, like um, some melodic structure that I'll lean on, or some some maybe lyrical te- territory that I'll venture into. Right. And and definitely, like guitar tones. Um, oh, okay, right, right. Sort of a, the they have a you know they have a a, a wide and colorful you know uh, tapestry that they have sonically right, but nobody has a clean sound like them for me. It's, right, it's right, like, right. It's a very chimey, full and rich thing where they even will not use distortion on a part that would obviously get bigger if they use distortion because it's so identifiable. And I love, I love that clean sound. Yeah, yeah. But, but, and and this record, they kind of even in this record, as heavy, you know, somebody said, oh, they. Were, I think um, people said they were, or they said that they wanted to do major chords and, yeah. and like, uh, and uh, Michael Stipe so, reportedly told his bandmates. Not to write like our, not to write REM songs. Yeah, I think P- Peter Buck said that too. Right? I think I read that Peter Buck said something similar. Yeah, and um, so there's this record is, is really, and maybe the successive ones too, kind of really follow suit where they're they're taking really kind of dark themes, but in a major key. It's not an easy feat. It's no easy feat to right, to, right, to, right. to take take make something a still um, feel almost gut wrenching, but in a major key. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a much more difficult thing, right? Yeah, and you're I think right. it, I think it was so influential on me that I have like I I have a tendency to only play in major keys because of it. Not oh, okay. On, not only, but like when I have the most, I guess, revealing moment like right. as a writer, I'll make it a major key song because ah. I feel like that cuts to the heart of it. Right, right, right. Well, it's almost like you're not falling. It's almost like the minor key makes it easier. You could yeah. fall back on that, but right. it's probably more. Uh, it, it, it's probably more uh, con- uh, convincing if you really, if you really, you know, sell it with a major key. Then you're really selling it. Yeah, if you can, if you can play it in a major key, it's, it's a big <laughs> feeling. Right. And so this was their. This was a big thing for them because this was their going to a, a major label. But I, I also love about them that they. They did. They're a band that, to me, did almost everything right, because they f- finished out their contract with IRS. They they didn't like leave IRS early to go to major. They they were done with their contract, and they said, oh, you know, we think we want to go to major because we want to get uh, known more in the world, when we were in Europe, and that's exactly what happened. They did this record out, and all of a sudden they became huge. Yeah, it was in, instantly in a gold record in the UK. Right, and you know, uh, and Rob, I I uh, I did I took some time to research old reviews because. And and see what fans that were older than me thought of that record on some message boards and, and read oh, it. Oh, okay. Because, like you, like we were discussing earlier, I came into it like very young, and this was my this was my entree. So I didn't have right. this standing opinion. You didn't and have would, anything beforehand to judge it by. Yeah. You and I do now. It, I yeah, absolutely right. do now. Of this do. band, like I, I look, I, I look at 
or other bands too, you know, where I'm like, I'm a seasoned music fan and I know right, right, what, right. where the pinnacle is for me. But I went back to have a kind of a, some sense of what it would be like for Ari, for Green to come out if I was an existing REM fan. And, uh, and some of the outrage, like, uh, <laughs> for example, them them leaving IRS, right? And uh, for for Warner Brothers, right? Um, and I disagree. Even oh, now, you know, so it's stupid. It, it seems it's so, like so dumb. It's so dumb. And they they did it. It was must have been really hard to do that right, and then you know to finish out the contract to fulfill it. Yes, exactly. And and still get hammered about it. Of course, it. because you're going to get shit on no matter what you do. No matter you know, what you, you know do. how it is. That's how it is. But they. But I love the fact that even though it's a major, they didn't play it safe on this record, right? Because they they tried a whole bunch of different things on this record. It is a. It is not. A gleany record, in my opinion. It's not an easy one. It's not like no, here. No, let's, no, let's, right, let's, right. Let's serve up a meatball now, way. But it's actually, I mean, I like I said, I was an REM fan, and when this came out, I wasn't. Just so you know, I wasn't one of those haters. I was into it because I, I love. I think it's, it's exciting when the band doesn't keep doing the same thing and they try different things, and I'm on board with it, especially if it's still great stuff, and it is. Yeah. So, but even revisiting it now. I appreciate probably songs I didn't appreciate then because I said, ah, oh, well, that, that's weird, you know? And now I'm like, oh my God, how did I not realize that's a fucking awesome song too, you know? Um, yeah, we carry our own baggage in as, yes. a fan, as fans <laughs> exactly. all the time. Yes, that's well put. All right, so let's, uh, let's get into it. The opening track, automatically, they have one thing I also wanted to mention about R.E.M. that I think sometimes gets overlooked is that they just have a really great sense of humor about themselves. And they don't, they were never a band to take, even though they would seem, like Michael Stipe seems like someone that would take himself too seriously, but no, he's not. They were great, you know, they were great at making fun of themselves and playing things up, and that's exactly what they're doing with this song, right? Absolutely. Yep, all right, let's listen to a little bit of Pop Song 89. Hello, I saw you, I know you, I knew you I think I can remember your name Hello, I'm sorry Right now, what is he doing right from the start? They're sort of taking a, a piss take a little bit, pointing to like the shallowness of a, a pop music and celebrity culture. But it's still like a really great song. It's such a good song. <laughs> such a good song. Yes. Uh, so, but you like, I, like you were saying, you were you were a young kid. You didn't know. You didn't have any of the baggage, so you just could enjoy it totally, right, without judging it. And I was also becoming like obsessed with music right so this okay, thing spoke okay. to me on like a deep level when i started hearing those like um the chops of that of the the right like peter buck's right hand is is really unique right? and i was like zero winning zeroing in on all these these things that seemed rich everything seemed really rich right, right and right, um, right and i was like obsessed with it even like the spoken part i was like how is his voice that deep if he's singing this high i don't yeah. get it 
<laughs> right, right. And yeah, and this is the first, uh, well, I don't know if it's the first record, but a lot you notice uh, Michael Stipe sort of exploring the upper register of his voice. Yeah, and it's he, really fun to hear him do that because you're so used to him singing, you know, low. And uh, he's really like... Yeah, up till then, he, up. Was, he, was, he was really almost like a bass, a bar- deep baritone. Right. And Mills would always be... The reedy, like high part, but yes, re- exactly. But, but then exactly. Stipe can hit that stuff too. It's unreal. Yeah, it is unreal. Um, so should we talk about the weather? Should we talk about the government? So there, it, it, that's so brilliant, right? It's brilliant. <laughs> it is. It's just so brilliant. And uh, even the little is a play on the the doors. Hello, I love you. Um, so yeah. So this was. I think this was really smart of them to make this like the first song because it's just like it, it, it's and to call it pop song eighty nine. <laughs> so they're like, we're all in on this, right? Exactly. It, you know, exactly. And uh, and like we're gonna we're we're gonna excel in this new area. And, right, and right, like, right. And like, if we're going to take the slings and arrows for it, we're going to do it right. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. All right, so now we get this next one. And this is great. I never, did you read, uh, did you read about what Michael Stipe said, like why, what, why he called it a get up? No, was it, where did he talk about that in the press kit? That's, uh, should we talk about the weather? Because I was reading some of that and I was like, I can't believe there was like press kits bands did. Oh, right. <laughs> It was, it was a pretty glorious thing. It was like a magazine about the record. Right, right. Well, uh, purportedly, he he wrote it for his exasperation at Mike Mills have, having to wake him up every morning <laughs> to go to work in the studio. <laughs> so this is him. Part of it is him yelling at Mike Mills to get up. But let's listen to a little bit of Get Up. music right you you were playing a guitar this probably predates me really playing guitar. oh yeah. does it yeah. oh okay, okay. i kind of got a late start but listen as so so you tell me get what what the reality of what get up is <laughs> about in part anyway right right before right. you play it and and it's at odds with the way I hear it. Oh, of it course. It just doesn't uh, work out that way for me. <laughs> right. And I'm so but, glad I didn't hear it back then. You know, oh, I know, like, you right? Want, <laughs> like, in, like in retrospect, I'm so glad I was I was walled off and didn't have any idea what, what these things were. I mean, I still hear that line, dreams, they complicate my life. And it defines what I think the band is going through or what I, as a younger person, what I thought it must be like to like just be want want to be a musician want to be this thing so badly oh, that right, it's going right. to be and know that it's going to be a it's going to be a slog like the chances are yeah. not good and we're going to try and maybe we'll fail and all this but you're going to chase your dreams i love that to me you're right that was but you're right to too me. though that see that's what michael stipe was uh, a genius at that and he used to say that he used to say well people because when people couldn't understand what he was saying he said well they're uh, uh, 
whatever you think yeah. they are, that's what they are. And it's and it's true. And and uh, he has a great way uh, of writing where he doesn't spell everything out. And some of it seems like you've got to sort of read into it and you've got to figure out yourself what it means. And you're, who's to say you're wrong? That sounds great. I, I love your uh, I love your interpretation of that. It's great. So, and also, uh, Peter Buck's guitar is kind of heavy there, right? Yeah, it's pretty heavy. <laughs> For him? It's pretty heavy. Yeah, it is. And thick, thick sounding. Yes, right. Um... All right, so now we get uh, Peter Buck's playing mandolin on this next one, and this predates obviously the next record. I think is is uh, out of time. Is out of time. Out of time is the this? next one. So they're about they're going to take what they've discovered on this right, record right, right, exactly, and spin it into being the biggest band in the world for 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 at least two more records. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, but this one, this song is just beautiful, and this is one of those songs that I think maybe I didn't. I I always liked it, but I didn't like. Now I'm like, oh my god, this song is amazing, right? This song was devastating to me and it's in a great in the best kind of way and I, and it's like it, it may be even why i like still favor acoustic instruments to this day uh okay okay all right let's listen to you are the everything <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I can't even sing I'm very scared for this world I'm very scared for me Eviscerate your memory Here's a scene You're in the backseat Laying down the windows Wrap around to the sound Of the travel and the engine All you hear is time Stand still and travel You feel such peace and absolute Stillness still that doesn't end But slowly drifts into sleep The stars are the greatest thing you've ever seen And they're there for you For you alone You are the dare anyone say they sold out or anything I right i mean that's a mate that's on a major label that's yeah. their major label debut like they were not playing the game right they were right. not trying to angle their way into superstardom here yeah exactly and uh oh man this song yeah for me it's about like being scared and unsure about the future and you know and sort of maybe remembering how you'd feel when you were a, a child right and uh, yeah, like you said, it, it just, it's, it gets you. <laughs> it gets you. And, and the lyrics, this is where Stipe is, re- I think, is like for the first time to his existing fan base, like saying something like, look, this is what the lyrics are. Yeah. yeah and I think right, maybe right. that was challenging to, to his existing fans that they were like, oh, I've got to listen to this in a new way. He's yeah, just right. like a totally viable kind of growth. But Right. Exactly. But, exactly. They're like, oh, OK, I have to actually say these are the lyrics because you can understand what he's saying. And by the way, we're, we're like talking about the few. I think the 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 bulk of the existing fans just were like, this is great. I think so. You know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's always the ones, it's always the ones that, uh, the negative Nellies that, that are the loudest and you hear them. Yeah. It's still like that today. It right? is. I've noticed. You don't, you don't follow Twitter. Are you do you don't do that. Do you? No, <laughs> don't do it. Chris. Don't do it. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, yeah, just the lyrics. Uh, but I'm in the kitchen. Everything is beautiful. And she is so beautiful. She is so young and old. I look at her and I see the beauty of the light of music. That's that's the, and that's like very unstype like to be that direct and that like emotionally out there, right? Yeah. And uh, but he was 
tapping into something he was going to explore in in some songs that would become you know timeless classics soon right 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 all right so now we get um and this is what i was saying about their sense of humor this is an, another one where because supposedly they knew they 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 knew they said oh well this is uh, this is just a stupid song so they even they they tried to make it even sound stupider but it's like if you're in on the joke and you know what you're doing then that's still brilliant and yeah. it's awesome you know and and that's how i feel about this song and I, I have no problem with this song whatsoever uh let's listen to stand Young man, what was the name of that thing? That's the the Sony, the waterproof Sony Sport. The Sony Sport. You have the headphone. What we listen to with headphones, like the ones like that foam. came with them, terrible ones. Yeah, They're yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. These hard plastic <laughs> things. Well, that's that's another thing. Uh, when we listened to music back then, we hardly ever got to listen to it on really good sound systems. Never did. And um, you know what? You just when you let that roll, you said, "I don't have a problem with the song." What I feel about that song is this is a sheerly brilliant song. And it was it like is, from the is. moment I heard it, I was like, I was inundated, I think, with like what R.E.M. is supposed to be. So like what I think of the song, of the song now, when I look, you know, with this not a, not first glance moment. Right, right. Um, I understand that like as a single, like it, it functioned perfectly because it was the best invitation to hand out. Right, for somebody right, right. that never heard R.E.M. Yeah, and yeah, there you yeah. Go. Come and see us. Come check out what we're about. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But there's more. But there's as as tried as lyrics saying, you know, now face north, stand where you are. Yeah. It, it's not tried. There's more. There's it, it, there's something deeper going on yeah. in there. So, like, I love that your take is like I don't have a problem with this song, and my take was like there's there's like I was t- I had nothing with me. Right, to, right. To, of course, so I was you like, just, you got to take it at face so like value. they <laughs> they were doing the joke so well. That it worked to you as this like oh they they're in on the joke it's right for me it worked on the like here this is just a product here's a yeah, song yeah, for you to yeah, hear right that's and great. maybe you'll like our band and it was like yes I will right right yeah see that's what so I it's a great duality yeah yeah that's why it's hard now I guess we can never we can't experience music the way we did when we were younger just because we've there's so much shit that has gone it's not fair in our it's, not, it's not fair it's not fair we'd like it better if we could we really would. Uh, I still like music, though. I do. Oh, doing I this, like music. Yeah, doing this podcast is actually, I think, has made me love music again because I get to talk to people and it sort of gets, like I said, listening to this again, it made me, you know, it, it kind of puts you back in a time when you first heard it and you could kind of do that for a while at least, you know. Um, all right, so this one, not a, even though it's called World Leader Pretend, not political. They, they weren't big on political songs and I don't think this is a political song, right? I think they had their moments on the, some earlier records as I would discover later. Well, I think they were taking a stand. Uh, okay. 
But well, yeah, take, I, taking a stand in one thing, but not getting into the weeds. They were never going to be like the uh, Clash or something. No, like you're right. Yes, right, correct. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah, but this... Uh, Actually, I read in this, Stipe said, did you see, he said it's a tribute to Leonard Cohen. No. Uh, yeah, using uh, using military terms to describe a, a battle within, which he felt like is something that Leonard Cohen would do. So that's kind of like his tribute to, like, to sort of write a song in the style of Leonard oh, Cohen. Brilliant. And uh, now you can listen to it knowing that, and let's listen to a little bit yeah. of World Leader Pretend. What an opening line, too. First line, that first line's a killer, right? I sit, I, I sit at my table and wage war on myself. Man, that is heavy. It's heavy. And I love, just listening to it, him, I love how he takes his time. You, you know they came up with the music for these songs and then he's putting words over it. But he's not over overfilling them with words. He's taking time with them. And uh, it's just it's just great. It's just so great. I love this. Is another one song that maybe I didn't appreciate as much as I appreciate now. I think, and I, I don't know. I but don't I, know why that is. It's true for me though too. Yeah. So yeah. even back in that day when I was obsessed with this specific record, that was this was not the one that I got as well as I get now. It really hits me now. Right. And also listening to him sing, and I read somewhere that he said that he was he was he was really proud of the lyrics and his vocal take. He was so proud of his vocal take that he refused to sing it again. He did it once, and that was it. He was right. Yeah, <laughs> he was right. Yeah, good on you, Michael. Good job. This episode of That Record Got Me High podcast is brought to you by our patrons at Patreon. What is Patreon? Well, I've only been telling you about it for the past three years, but Patreon is a platform that allows you to support artists and creators that you love. How do you become a patron? Well, I also mentioned this too. You go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH or just go to patreon.com and search for That Record Got Me High podcast and become a patron of the show. It's fun. It's, well, I don't know how fun it is really, but uh, it really helps out and we appreciate you and we have special patron curated episodes and we send out newsletters and uh, it is fun. Let's, I'm just going to go on record as saying it's kind of fun. Go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron today. All right, so now we get this song. This is a this is a this is this is a heavy song, 
right? Yeah, it's a heavy song. Let's get ready, man. We gotta I get, know. Let's gotta gear up for this. this uh, yeah, this song. And I, I swear, I don't remember it being as heavy as now. Maybe I was just, you know, I think I don't some know. things were just going over our heads. I mean, these guys were deep artists, I guess, you know? <laughs> I guess. And we were just some punters. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this one, man, let's listen to uh, Strap In, The Wrong Child. I've watched the children come and go like heartbreaking rob, right <laughs> rob i can't take it man he's getting verklempt. i'm getting, get, I'm getting, getting all <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting moved over here and let, let me let me you know when he says i will try to sing a happy song in the least happy way anybody's yes, ever expressed right exactly exactly and you can hear i think that and i think i even got this he's a young person i get it now that like this stuff, he was putting a shine on these songs, but they weren't happy. Like they were yeah, like, right. like, it, like we're going to shine up this thing, but it still sucks and it's still hard and it's still life. Right. But for somehow it doesn't sound like, I feel like Morrissey, someone like Morrissey could do this and it would be too much of a downer, too down. But he does, like you said, I think you're exactly right. They put a little, she puts a shine over sheen because in a way, I think this is kind of hopeful. It, it's kind of a hopeful song because obviously, I don't know, it's about it's about feeling different, feeling left out. There's a kid, the wrong child. So maybe it's a kid that just feels like he's the wrong child or maybe he actually can't, you know, maybe he's got a, a disability or something. But uh, when he says, I'm not supposed to be like this, but it's okay. And he sings at the end, but it's okay. And it's like, oh my God, right? It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's incredible. I mean, it it's, is incredible. It, but I do think it's like, you could pick that, you could pick those couple of lines out to explain what this record is. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So if we, uh, well, if we had a, if it was a record, you'd flip it over, but with a, a cassette, you'd have to physically take it out and flip it over, which cassettes, do you understand why cassettes are big again? I don't get I that. Don't. Cause there, <laughs> there's no like additive value. Like there is a vinyl, like the sonic value. There's something additive about vinyl. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. It's yeah. funny. I it, guess the, it is funny, but I, yeah, there it, it's a hipster kid thing and I, I just don't get it. Are, are like a tracks next? Are we going <laughs> to God, God willing? No. All right. Uh, so we we turn the tape over and we listen to the Which, heavy. This is Peter Buck. Yes. I just think it's kind of genius that we're about to play Orange Crush, and they they don't they call the record green. Like I think there's something so savvy about these guys being like we're going to turn all the conventions on their ear. Like oh yeah yeah you're right. I, title, I agree. A title of a, with uh, with a color in the name. We're not going to call it the name of the record. We're not going to exactly. name the record orange. 
It exactly. just seemed like they were being almost obstinate in a lot of ways, where they were like, look, we're going to go out there. We're going to be in a major label band. We're still going to do whatever oh, we yeah, want to do. Oh, yeah, I think. Well, why did they go with that? There were other labels that I think offered them more money, but Columbia said he, they would yeah. give them complete creative artistic control. Uh, creative control, which is awesome, because you could imagine what some A&R guy would have done to this oh, record. Oh, it would have been trash, trash, <laughs> right? trash. All right, let's listen to Orange Crush. Buck uh, chugga chugging on his guitar. He's chugging, and Bill Berry is like they sound like they're they're maybe between Bill Berry and 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 Peter Buck. They're having like a U two moment and right in that section oh, right. where he's like chugga chugga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's a political song in a way that maybe maybe they would have imagined. This is what I was with the daydream about. Maybe they were imagining like well, how would U two deliver this message or ah. something like that. But we're REM. Right, right. And you know I think the. Uh, it's, I don't want to go through this whole record without just saying for a minute that I think Scott Litt, who produced and engineered this record, is absolutely a genius. Oh, there's, yeah, There's yeah. a template here for what records would sound like for the next 15 years or more. Right, and right, it, it's right. It's incredible. But they didn't sound like that before. No, no. These records. And, and it's great because I, I remember, like, you, you, I imagine it being such a heavy song, but like you were saying about Peter Buck's tone, his guitar isn't, like, super distorted or anything. You could still hear ringing, like, the ringing notes and everything. No, they're, like, the, they're, they're um, masters of subtlety. It's like this, yeah, exactly, they just keep exactly. amassing moments as opposed to being, like, we need grandeur. Like, right, right. Have these, these, these pieces will all be in the right place and work at maximum, work at, and have maximum result. Right, right. So I guess Stipe's father served in Vietnam in the helicopter corps. So, uh, and uh, he, I guess, got different stories from him. So that's, it's about the Agent Orange, not the drink Orange Crush. Um, so, uh, Dara, see, I said not political, and this is kind of political. Yeah, they had their moments. In, in, in a way, they, they did. They had their moments. For sure. And, you know, they, it was a political era for the. I mean, the band is political as people. I mean, yeah, they're, they're yeah. activists. And, you know, they even released this, they timed the release of this record to be of the week of election of I think it was election day so that they could be out there with their megaphones and oh, when, okay, when okay. The, most eyes were on them saying what they I guess saying vote for Dukakis is what right, I imagine right, they right. were saying well, it didn't work out that didn't no work it out. didn't work out <laughs> all right um this one also a departure for them this next song right they're they're trying something else trying it almost has like a sinister uh, feel to it this one uh, especially the way he's uh, singing it I think they go a little minor Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're, I think you're right. All right, let's listen to Turn You Inside Out. Mm-hmm. 
Open-ended. I think it's more just about the cadence of it and about his sing, the way he's singing it. And I don't think the lyric. I think this is more just like him singing words, whatever sounds good, you know, in the song. Unless I'm, unless there's something I'm missing. Yeah, not in. I've always envisioned this as the song that was like the the connection to the songs that came before this record. Like this yes. is maybe the in my head. Who knows? But no, like no, maybe but, this is one of the first ones they wrote for the record because they still. This song seems to. Well, all the players, too, seem to have it one foot back in, in document. Right, 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 right. You know, another example of a band where where they're the sum of their parts. And it, I mean, it, it's so obvious that they needed all four of them because when uh, Bill Berry got sick and he couldn't play for a while, that was it for them. It wasn't like they were just going to replace him because they couldn't. It's not that kind of band. No, nope. old school band. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, and some pretty fierce uh, guitar playing from uh, Buck here. And and um, and the heaviness, uh, like you were saying, uh, a nod to the past, but also a preview of some stuff that they would do later as well. Yeah, and I think there's, you know, when I hear the musicality at play in songs like that, like I think if these guys, if they grew up in, if they'd grown up in D.C., they'd be like that, you know, heroes of that hardcore scene. Probably. Oh right, <laughs> they'd, they'd be unknown. I imagine they probably wouldn't have ended up, you know, they would have had to scoff at their. I think their their pop um, uh, right. ascension would have would have never happened. But. Right, right. Yeah, I think uh, being from Athens is a, a big part of who they are and mm-hmm. how they became. Is, is but if you you know like you could you could see this band if you take away the artifice and everything you could see them on stage with maybe like Fugazi or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. Well, so I was going to ask you: Have you seen them live, or did you did you ever get to did, did you get to see them live? So I've seen. REM live, but I've also played with REM live. Really? Like, well, uh, we've also so we did this thing with with Michael, um, where we pl- where I did uh, automatic for the people the record with Michael, and um, and he also sang some dashboard songs. Oh my God! Breathe in for breathe in so deep. This air is blessed. You share with me. This night is wild, so calm and dull. These hearts, they race from self-control. Your legs are smooth as they graze mine. We're doing fine, we're doing nothing at all. And how excited were you? Oh, over the moon, over the moon. It was like, it was like how did you three function? days. I, 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 I managed to, uh, well, I'll tell you what, he's a special person. He's like, he, he's such a grand person, but, right. but you know, like he's bigger than life. But when you're in the room with him, he, you count, you know, you're yeah. not just like, oh, not because I had some songs that were popular, but because I was just a human being. That's you know? nice and to hear. That's good. I, I really admire him. And, and so this was like an incredible bookend for me that, um, I'm singing songs with him that are his songs, and he's singing songs of mine, which changed the structure of those songs forever. By the uh, way, yeah, really. there's a there's a song of mine uh, called "Hands Down," and when when he sang it, there's a line that I repeat twice at the end. He repeated it three times. I've never repeated it only twice ever since <laughs> in years, many many years. If it's good enough for Michael, that's right. It's good enough. He knows for better Chris. than I do, without a question. That's awesome. All right, so this next one, hair shirt. 
I I was totally I you know one thing I love about the show I do research and I found do you know what the term hair shirt means do you know that it oh, means yeah. oh you you do were you aware of it yeah uh, yeah you know now though right what it means well I'll let you explain but or I can explain good no okay, I want so, you to explain it because maybe we're we're not saying the same thing okay still. so a hair shirt is something that you wear as like a burden um, I mean there was a thing an actual hair shirt Renal can explain that too if that's what you mean the actual hair shirt is what you would wear almost like a um, to uh, punish yourself. You yes. Know, to okay. Pe- as penance. So you knew that. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm Catholic, man. I oh, knew this that's stuff. That's a Catholic thing. Yeah. Okay. See, Jews, we we do guilt. Uh, <laughs> Another from way. A different. Yeah. So I don't think like that. I have ever seen a hair shirt or anything like that, or that it was ever like threatened upon but you me. Got but it's the something expression. you would choose. Uh, yeah, I got the expression. I think in. I think oh. it was an uh, you know already a medieval kind of thing to torture people with. But right, I imagine. Right. I'm not sure it was something people took upon themselves to punish themselves right or right. If, if it was or it was forced upon them i'm not sure right but then it got the expression i guess which i've never heard but some people say uh, stop wearing a hair shirt or don't yeah. wear a hair you're shirt. being a it martyr means, yes yeah. exactly don't be a martyr oh that's awesome i'm glad you know that all right this is this is called hair shirt i am not the type of dog that could keep you waiting for no Run a carbon black test on my job And you will find It's all been said before I can swing my megaphone And lie By the way, aside from what hair shirt means, it's just a beautiful, gorgeous song, right? It's incredible. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there, there's a few moments on this record where he is doing those long notes. Yeah. Like, I'm not the kind of dog that will leave you waiting right. for no good reason. And he, and he just rings out that note, and you really get a sense for the first time that this guy's becoming a singer. Like yeah. Like a real singer. Uh, yeah, right. I, I, I because agree. Because I think because... he's been a style, like... Like Ian Curtis was a stylized uh, dude, and uh, yeah. he had like an identity, right? Right, right, right and, right, and and Michael Stipe is unquestionably he's got an identity, but he's he would also become just an right confident. Amazing you can feel singer. him getting confidence and saying, "Oh, I could really sing," and yeah. I actually can, and he is. He's a great singer. But you're right, you're right. It started out he was more of a stylist, very stylized, and yeah, when when he goes for it though, it's great. Yeah, it's magnificent. Heart, uh, I love the line, run a carbon black test on my jaw and you will find it's all been said before. Yeah, it's That's genius. a fucking great line. It's genius. <laughs> that messes my head up, man. Right, right. Um, yeah, so and the so, so stop beating yourself up about shit and enjoy life. That's what I feel like these, they're yeah. saying with this song, right? No, but if they just said that, we wouldn't be listening. No, yeah. <laughs> Our well, jaws I'm, dropped. I'm, I'm simplifying. I know. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying it took me years to understand that that's what they were saying. Right, I, right, I right, mean, right, I'd listen right, to that song right. countless times before I... And you know what? New meaning will be unveiled to me. That's why this record is so special to me. Yeah, that's true. Keep finding new things. Did you actually, did you ever, I know there is some cassettes that I uh, actually did uh, wear out. Uh, literally I, wore I, them I wore out. this out. First I you wore did. out like the print on the outside from turning, from flipping it right. so many times. The <laughs> right, print, right, print right. came off. And then, yeah, it actually yeah. wore out. 
Yeah. It was see? like spotty and I could hear the other side. Yes. Right. Because <laughs> it got some. See, that's why, cause that's why you don't need to bring the <laughs> no, back. Don't. But whatever. Uh, who are we to say, right? Um, all right. This is another one that's hard to uh, decipher, but uh, also has got that vaguely sad feel to it. Yeah. So there's two that I think they step into like minor tonality and just kind of live there again. Yeah, yeah. And, and this uh, is the other one. This yeah. is the other one. I remember California. can be beautiful but it could also be a rough place and it's a sinister place <laughs> if you find yourself in the wrong part of your life at the wrong time yeah it can yeah be a bad place it can and i i feel like maybe that's what the, he's they're saying in the song maybe that's the that's the point they're putting across because they're, they're naming these things in california that on the surface could be nice things but they're sort of you could tell they're not really painting and i love that they they took something that was taken as convention and they turned it on the air. I mean, like how many countless songs of their youth were just about California being paradise and perfect. Right, 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 right. And they're right. like, yeah, I, I remember those ideas. Doesn't turn out that's the thing. It's yeah. just some nice little story we told ourselves. Right, exactly. California's pretty nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we get the final song on the record. And this this song is a really interesting song. And, and again, this is a band on a major label Putting this song and the record, that's that's badass. And that's showing a band that, that's just doing, you know, doing what they want to do and not giving a fuck about conventions. Doesn't have a name. It's called Untitled. And and I guess um, they played different things in this, right? They, they sort of traded traded off. Yeah, from what I understood, they, they, they said, like, let's play things we don't know how to play. You right, take right, this, right. you take that, I'll grab this thing. I've never seen it before. I'll play it. And, right, and right, right. that's why they came up with the song. Um, yeah, but it's great. It's cool. And you've got the two separate vocal ideas going on and the melodies going on. And it's like, uh, it's great. It's, it, it's a great uh, closer. And I remember, I just remember, like, you remember cassettes, you'd hear it and, and you'd know the last song and you'd know you were going to flip it over and listen to the rest, mm-hmm. <laughs> listen to it again, right? Uh, yeah, so this is Untitled. This world is
else sounds like R.E.M.? Well, you know what's incredible? Nobody else sounds like R.E.M. Right. But you know who else sounds like Michael Stipe? Mike Mills. Oh, yeah, they yeah. They really can <laughs> sing. Just It's like this glorious thing where they can sing at the same time, and you're never pulled from the focus of like, what, if this is one guy's story. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And they did that throughout their whole career. Yeah. You, you would do that. And then later I would realize, oh, wait, that, that's yeah. Mike Mills Mills does that. not get the credit. Yeah, that's he true. He deserves. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's so great. And I guess we kind of gushed over this record. But so... Are you happy with your choice that you chose? I'm really happy. And look, look, look over here, man. I think that, <laughs> look, as we sit here, I see there's the, a Nashville scene magazine. And look what it's called. Oh, it's called The, the Green Issue. The Just Green the, Issue. I picked up, yeah, The Green Issue. So, of, so it was kind of meant to be. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was predestined. Do you believe in stuff like that? Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You've, uh, well, you know, we didn't mention it all, but you've had uh, quite a year this past year. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. But h- how are you doing? You seem good. And uh, you, you, seem- you know, um, I think I'm, I'm about, uh, I'm, I'm creeping up in a couple of weeks to about a year since the accident. Really? And, uh, and um, I think I've, I think I'll make another leap right about that time. That's what oh, okay. I expect. I'm, 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 get, I'm getting better every day still. That's great. That's great to hear. And uh, it must, I'm sure, did it change your Outlook on things, maybe change uh, change things for you a little. It's uh, still changing my outlook on things. It is, I right? Think, yeah. Brings things into focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I found myself like examining things deeply that, that probably needed that, but I, but I hadn't been for a while. Yeah, because almost everything's almost get... Uh, uh, away from you uh, taken away from you mm-hmm. right and uh sobering but i'm glad to, i'm glad you're doing good and you got like shit going on now so what's going on i saw like just announced you got like tours coming up yeah. and everything now yeah right? we're doing a um i'm doing a tour uh starting in uh september it's september october november and it's going to be uh, usually like the the way as i go out is either as a full band or i'll go out by myself you know, with the just right. a solo act, but this is like me with a small group, like a small ensemble, like a four piece. Oh, okay. So, but no rhythm section, no no drums and bass. Oh, okay, so, okay. Just another way to kind of dig into the. I think it's important to challenge your songs every now and again as, oh, a, yeah, as a live yeah, performer, for sure, and I think sure. this will be a good moment for that. Oh, awesome. And uh, you were also uh, producing. You just came here. You were, were you, now. Were you working on your own stuff now, or were you? Producing, no, I was doing something someone, for right? an, for another band. Yeah. Okay. Can we can we name them, or is it a, a secret? This singer songwriter <laughs> named Andy Fresco. Okay. Cool. Search we'll play some of that. Anything else you want to talk about? Promote? Yes. I'm in a band with Dan Bonebrick again. It's called the Lightworkers. You are in the Light. You I know, am. I was wondering. I heard, he kept talking about the Lightworkers. I go. I wonder if Chris is in I'm that. I'm in the Lightworkers. I found. Awesome. My, I forced my hand. I said, Look. Okay. I've written all of my parts for the, the <laughs> band you haven't asked me to be in yet. Right. So right. let me show them to you and see if I can. I oh, forced nice. a tryout and I got in. Congratulations. And I see good things ahead for you, Chris. I thanks, see, I thanks see things. buddy. I will tell you, just as a little aside, 
my daughters don't get don't get that excited about guests I have, but they got excited when I, I told them you were going to be my oh, guest. Both my daughters got That's excited. That's great. Um, all right. So, yeah, Chris, thanks again for taking time. I know you're busy. You got a lot going on, but I'm, I'm really glad I got to get you on. Thanks, Rob. And hopefully we'll get you again. Maybe uh, one of the other 12 albums you I mentioned. I would love to. Let's do it. I'm ready. I've got <laughs> right. my notes already. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks again. Uh, don't forget, guys. You can go to on Instagram and Facebook. It's at that record got me high. Also, that Facebook group got me high. On Twitter, it's at TRGMH Podcast. Um, you can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. Let me know everything I got wrong, what I said was stupid, whatever. That's fine. I could take it. I got big shoulders. And don't forget, if you go to Patreon.com, uh, just search for That Work Got Me Higher or Patreon.com forward slash TRGMH, and you become a patron of the show like uh, so many of you are, and I really appreciate it. I love all you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. All right. See you next week. We're out of here. So how does it